Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Look at this in the house. Alex Ramirez, Dr. Dale Figtree, Dominique Hackett, Don Sanders. So we got a hookah today. I'm excited about that. And uh, first thing I want to do is I want to grab my the book that I got for my birthday. It was a couple of weeks ago, and I was so excited. Thank you, Dominique. And uh, delicious, nutritious, and simple. And I love it because it has a lot of juice recipes in here. And Dr. Dale, what what motivated you? This is such a good book. I love it. Thank you. I didn't even know why I never even have come across it before. But it has all kinds of recipes, and, and for foodies out there that likes to uh, look at different things. Um, I like the quinoa caviar. I've made that. Um, different kinds of way to make and stuff mashed potatoes, French fries, the whole thing, parsley potatoes. I've done it all, Dr. Dale. Thank you. My pleasure. That was a good book. Nice. So, how long did it take you to write this? Well, you know, after about 20 years of my clients saying, um, could you tell me what cookbook I should get? And there was never really a cookbook out there that was exactly right. Right. And, you know, I had um, made a, a, um, a flyer of some recipes and this and that, but it was just weighing on me. I mean, it, it just it just was time to put it all together. And it was just a joy. It was really a joy doing. You know, so. it's a different take because when, you, when you're looking at, um, a book, a recipe book from a, a PhD nutritionalist. Okay. It's nice because you're the fabric of the book is all about um, the stuff that, that it, you know, heals you. And, and for teen athletes out there, I mean, come on now, pumpkin seed crackers. I mean, we're always looking for things, flaxseed crackers. We're always looking for things, parents, to give fuel to our kids that to make them maximize and be the best that they could be. And it's not just, I mean, here I am. I mean, now I'm hitting my sixth decade and now I'm so excited because really I have the time. So now I could focus on Erica. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's why I do the juicing. And I love it. All kinds of things. Dominique. Okay. Hi, we have a new cat and her <laughs> name is Hunter. And she's announced herself on the radio show. <laughs> nice. What was your favorite? Uh, I know you like the veg uh, veggie lasagna. I know you like that because it's got. It's funny because you're using potatoes. So um, and then like to say we, she's part of our little juice family uh, along with her mom, and it's just been a delight. So thank you again so much, Dominique. You know, I what I really appreciate is it makes it easy to pass on recipes to your family members. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. I screenshot things on my phone and I send it to John and I send it to Joe. Sorry, you know, they're not going to buy the book. They're not there yet, Dr. Dale. Okay, but if I see a good recipe, I'm like, oh, yummy, yummy. This is this is it. So I don't know. Alex no, Ramirez yeah. is in there. Go ahead. I just keep telling people that healthy can also be delicious. Yeah. You know, and really, what? why do we eat? We eat to put fuel on the body. You know, it's like, because of the big manufacturers making money, it's like there's this there's this misunderstanding about food for enjoyment as, as opposed for food for health and fuel, because food is really for health and fuel. Right. And so just trying to get back to the basics 
And at the same time saying it can still be delicious. You can still have a lot of treats. You know, it's just a matter of shifting gears. So, yeah. Well, I think I think that's the important thing. You know, you have the corporations and they're in bed with the government. And it's really not about maximizing health. It's about maximizing profits. Okay, and it's it's sad because we all know out there and there's the big reveal this last few years. I mean, of all the things we grew up with and of all the dangers that we've been surrounded with. I mean, it's a wonder that we are, you know, but if if you look at the I remember growing up and we've talked about this many times before, but the the whole labeling of like ADHD. Okay, I I remember as a child being exposed to different things. I know that there was a neighbor. Um, had we grew up with a Down syndrome, a Down syndrome child, um, such a blessing um, to be able to have that experience. And then we also, I had a neighbor that son was deaf. But the whole thing, as far as if somebody was like hyper, you know, we just those those were the future athletes. You know what I mean? We just like you know, we didn't medicate them. We said go run around the block. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Alex, Alex. Hi everyone. Um, you know, the, well, there's a lot to unpack there. I was going to talk about the food being delicious because you know anything you make from scratch can be delicious, and it can still be that fast food kind of feeling. You can make pizza pretty healthy. You know, you can do a cauliflower crust, and if you don't want to do a cauliflower crust, and make your dough from scratch. You know, and if you can control certain toppings, you can make something you know, what would be considered outside on in a fast food line, unhealthy, you can bring it home and make it healthy and put all these nutritional ingredients in there. You know, you don't have to to deep fry everything. You can make your your sweet potato fries and throw them in the oven instead of deep frying them, you know, just simple little sweet makes a world of difference. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, there's, there's a lot you can do and, and it's, you know, we don't have to be so confined and, and feel deprived when we feel, oh, I have to eat healthy. I can't have this. I can't have that. No, you can still get it. You just got to figure out how to make it from scratch and make it at home. Nice, Don. Yeah, eating at home, eating at home with healthy ingredients. Then you're getting into the one of my favorite areas of food is medicine. And you feel so, so much better. I mean, I've been having a renaissance of... Uh, just you know, cooking up tons of vegetables that we get from uh, you know from a weekly uh, drop at the house, and and just you know cooking up squash and maybe some kind of a carbohydrate, maybe adding a protein. I've I've finally learned how to cook tofu firm and tasty, um, and then sometimes a little bit of meat too. But the thing is, just grabbing and having when I'm busy and out and about, taking a little container of cooked squash. Oh my goodness. It's like so much better. I mean, you know, there's some great protein bars that I can go spend $5 for, for, you know, and not get full, but, but, you know, just, just potatoes and squash. And it's just fabulous to be able to do that. Nice. Well, I tell you, I know what we tried to do is, is pack this show with good information because it's all about our kids, our teen athletes. This community show is really about providing information and support to those and and when I say support, it's all those people and businesses that support our kids, and and you're all here to do that. And I so appreciate you. That I, I 14 years were going on, Doctor D. 14 years, right? Uh yeah, I would say that's just about right. <laughs> Got another birthday in six months. 
I love it. I can't even tell you. We've got a packed show today. We got Richard Ellsworth in the house with his friend Sonia. Uh, we've got Dr. Dale. Uh, she's going to be doing a bit. We later on we've got a Huga, and then we're going to finish off with Heather Bond. So stay here. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Sky Ellsworth, and I am here with Sonia, and we are students at Life Chiropractic College West. And today we thought we'd talk to you a little bit about oat milk. So as we know, throughout the years, especially lately, a lot of different foods and items go in and out of style, whether that's coffee, margarine. Uh, nowadays, it's uh, charcoal ice cream and avocado toast and, and oat milk. Um, so oat milk is a really interesting one because it's one of the options that we get in most coffee shops now when we go and we order our, our morning coffee. And we've talked a lot about coffee before. Is coffee good for you? Is coffee bad for you? And we've talked about, you know, ways to, to make it healthy for you. But what about what you put in it? Um, and I've often recommended in the past putting almond milk in it because it neutralizes the acidity. And so far, there's not really a whole lot bad that you can say about almond milk. I mean, if we really look for something, we could probably find it. Um, oat milk, on the other hand, is a different story. Oat milk has gained a lot of popularity because it, it, it's flavor-wise, it's smoother, it's creamier. It really adds a lot to, to coffee. Uh, but people have started to use it in um, uh, dairy-free baked goods. Um, people have been using it in uh, even adding it to oatmeal. I've, I've heard people actually make oatmeal and then put oat milk in the oatmeal, which is a little <laughs> bit redundant, but you, know, you see that too. Um, so let's talk a little bit about is oat milk good for us or is it bad for us? Turns out that oat milk really doesn't have any nutritional value whatsoever. Um, it's kind of fascinating. Unlike almond milk, which actually does, or a hemp seed milk or a hazelnut milk. Um, but oat milk is very often cut and emulsified with a synthetic canola oil. Um, and that is actually really bad for our systems. Canola oil is one of the worst things we can put in our body. Canola oil is a composite of different vegetable oils that are put together, and every single one of those vegetables is GMO'd, um, heavily, heavily genetically modified. Um, and it can really wreak havoc on people's systems. Um, it's, it's been leading to heart disease. Um, you find it even to a, to a slightly lesser extent in vegetable oil, um, which is also not great for you, but canola oil is by far the worst. And they're actually cutting and emulsifying oat milk with canola oil. Oh, my God. Um, that has yeah. the omega-6. Yeah. And you'll see it on the back. It'll say, like, uh, like expeller-pressed. Uh, I don't know if they actually say canola oil or if they're calling it something else, but that's essentially what it is. It's it's synthetic. And then what they do is to make it sound healthy is they're actually adding a bunch of synthetic vitamins to it. So it turns out that even if you see something and it says fortified with vitamin E, fortified with vitamin A, vitamin D, whatever, 
they're actually using synthetic forms, which are actually really harmful to us because our bodies don't recognize them. So that's why there's like companies from London that are selling oat milk and then you see it shipped all the way over here. Yeah. And you don't have to put it in the refrigerator. Right. Right. Well, if you don't have to refrigerate it, it probably is not good for you. <laughs> I would, I would say so. If you think about, you know, the preservatives that are in there versus, versus not in there. Um, and then with oat milk also, they add sugar. You know, because that's what people want out of their oat milk. You know, they want the oat milk to taste a specific way because it's going in their, their Lottie Doc coffees, right? And that's, 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 they want it to be sweet. So you have sugar, you have genetically modified processed oil, um, you have, uh, synthetic vitamins that, that they're adding to, to fortify it with, and it only has three grams of protein per serving compared to a grass-fed milk, which is seven to eight grams per serving which is a lot higher. Now, grass-fed whole milk um, is okay for some people, but as we've talked about in the past, a lot of people are lactose intolerant and people should not be having lactose over age five because we are no longer nursing our bodies. Actually, the, the lactase enzyme in our body starts to decline. So what are some other, what are some other alternatives? Has, has anybody here heard about some other alternatives to, to whole milk? Well, um, I've been experimenting with A2 milk. So apparently there is a protein called beta cassian. Um, and that, yeah, beta cassian. And that protein, um, is A1 and A2 form. And so apparently in, uh, Europe over a hundred years ago, the cows had a mutation and there started to be some cows like the Holstein cows that continued, uh, that, uh, now produce A1 protein milk, whereas there's a strain of cows like Jersey cows and Gurney cows that produce A2 proteins. And what they're finding is, um, it's very mysterious. There was an article in USA Today, everything you want to know about A2 milk. Yeah, well, it doesn't tell you everything you want to know. Um, what's happening is the A2 protein is actually holding back another protein that I can't remember how to pronounce so that it doesn't get in the milk and it doesn't irritate the gut system. Mm. So the A2 milk seems to be easier to digest because when it goes into our, our, our gut biome, it's, uh, better, better reflected, uh, in our ability to get nutrition from the milk if you do decide to drink milk. And I know a lot of teen athletes, um, their parents may be telling them, oh, drink milk to get your calcium and, you know, all your vitamins and stuff like that. So if you are interested in drinking milk, try the A2 milk and see if uh, how your body reacts to it. And I know when we have food allergies, usually we get a sign right away. We either start sneezing as soon as we've eaten it or our stomach uh, feels bloated or feels bad. What are some of the different food allergy signs that tells people, hey, maybe don't eat that food? So very often it's a, it's a histamine reaction. So what, what you end up with is classic allergy symptoms that are amplified, whether that's a rash, whether that's digestive discomfort, uh, runny nose is a big one with dairy. Dairy is highly inflammatory and it causes that type of reaction to the cells. So ultimately teen athletes, what's, what's happening here is, is you have to start considering when you want that protein to rebuild all of that muscle, right? So you want to be substituting your your inflammatory milk with something that's non-inflammatory and it's going to give you enough protein and it's also going to taste good. 
Sonia, what's your experience with, with that A2 milk? I know you tried it recently. I did try it. And, you know, I think it's interesting, too, because not all of us are going to have a certain reaction to milk, but that doesn't mean that it's still not causing inflammation of some kind, right? I've always tolerated milk really well. Um, but recently, I have been drinking the A2 milk. And it's nice because you can sort of have your cake and eat it, too, hopefully. So we'll see how that goes. But I've had a good experience with it so far. And I, I do want to put my body under less stress. And if it means less inflammation, whether or not it's you know, a very uh, something that's very noticeable in the way of an allergy versus maybe I don't feel it, but nonetheless, there could still be an effect from it. So I love the option. Nice. Well, um, there is a good way to have oats. I was reading about overnight oats mm-hmm. and that if you soak oats in like kefir, so you, you take a, a cup, like a cup of oats, mix in some kefir, let it soak in the refrigerator overnight, and then eat it for breakfast. And apparently, you can get lots of good things out of oats in that way. Um, do you remember the, the different components that are in oatmeal that finances might like to have if they have a whole grain organic oatmeal and they're doing overnight oats? Yeah, so the really big thing in oats is always going to be your carbohydrates. So out of all the different food groups, especially as an athlete, oats are one of those pure forms of carbs because there's also a ton of fiber, right? So you eat these oats, it moves through your system, and the glucose doesn't cause a problem. You also have L-glutamine, which goes through, lines your gut, keeps things nice and smooth, and that L-glutamine content is increased to the over the overnight oat process. Um, and it's it's phenomenal in just supporting your overall health. Um, the overnight oat soaking actually reduces a compound called phytic acid. That's it. Um, yeah. And that reduction in phytic acid also allows us to absorb it better without having that impact to our gut. Beautiful. So don't go for the oat milk, but go for the overnight oats. Yay, teen athletes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will look forward to seeing you next week. And up next, we have a Who Go With Dawn. Woo! Ooga! All your cowboys get you right on. Now ride on. All your cowboys get you right on. Come on and work it for me and let your body move. We are here together and we're in the groove. We gon' party tonight. We gon' dance around where all my steppers at. I know how to get down Come on, step it to your right, to right. Now step it to your left Now right out in we are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, this is Don Sanders, donsmassageohi.com. And for Teen Sports Radio, I'm here to to, uh, to share with you a huga. A huga is a, is a Scandinavian term for something that has a comfy, cozy feeling that uh, we can get from our experiences. like have, It's like having a hug, a physical hug, but without the physical hug. And so uh, I was just thinking about uh, the early days of uh, the playground, just having an interesting conversation with a neighbor. And, and uh, for all the athletes out there, I think we found our joy for moving our bodies and for seeing what they could do. I think we all found that on the playground for the most part. And in our neighborhoods, if we had places where people could gather and do that, we, we uh, in my neighborhood, we usually went down to the field at the local elementary school. And uh, there, you know, we, we learned just the joy of participating in all phases of these different games and things we played. 
And uh, I went through two major growth spurts and I wasn't excelling at first. A lot of times I wasn't even picked for teams, but then I finally got uh, caught up with myself a little bit and started to excel. And uh, it was really, you know, going, going from that into almost all sports are organized in a hierarchical fashion. There's somebody who, who calls the shots and then the other players follow off of those calls or a coach is doing it for you. Usually like in football, you have a coach on the sideline and you have a field general, everything centers around the quarterback. But there are some other games where things, yes, there is an organization to it, but it's it seems when you watch it and you play it like it's a little more free form. I think of soccer, I think of volleyball. And, and yes, there is an organization to it. But for me, I got into this structured environment with a lot of sports and then some uh, surrogate big brothers who are in college when I was still like in, in uh, middle school and high school, they got me into rugby. And uh, rugby is, is kind of a, a newish animal in the United States. It's coming on and it's getting a lot more popular, gaining a lot more ground. But basically, they, uh, to cut a lot of history short, think of kicking a ball and then somebody decide to pick it up and, and run around with it. And then somebody decided to make it, it looks sort of like a watermelon then. Then streamlining it so you could throw it and then you had football so there's there's the short history of the evolution of ball, that ball game so in rugby you know i was playing with guys who were in college and out you know done with college and in the working world when i was in high school and it was great to just be able to go out there and get involved in all phases sometimes you push and you work really hard to get the ball free for other people to shine other times you get to go out there and run with them you don't throw the ball or ball forward in rugby you you lateral it back and run onto it and so in this country we really haven't had a lot of it since we were school kids so you have to play on teams where you have guys from other countries who know what they're doing because they've been learning all the skills and all the things necessary for rugby and so one day in between having uh learned it in the bay area played it for a little while at oregon and then coming back down to the bay area i just took my my shorts and my cleats to the Monterey rugby tournament thinking somebody's going to have an injury and I'm going to get a chance to play. So sure enough, this really good team, it was Long Beach state and they had imports. This coach would go over and he would recruit people from Europe so that he would get skilled players over here who knew what they were doing. And to watch their brand of rugby was super, super exciting. So, Somebody routes me to this guy because somebody had, had, there was an injury on their team. And I ended up playing the whole tournament with this really talented team. And then at the end of the whole thing, the guy offered me uh, some, you know, scholarship help to actually come down and play at Long Beach State. I didn't feel that that was my, my path at that time. So I turned it down. But oh, my goodness, when we were playing, if you've ever watched any rugby on TV, you lateral, lateral, and then they look for overlaps and gaps to where they can just take off. And then you actually dive into the end zone and touch it down. If your orientation is football, it's a little different. And you touch it down, then there's a point yeah. after, you know, kind of, you know, like a point after kick from that spot where you touch it down. So it looks a little bit like football, but it's, it's different. It's a different animal. If you want to check this out, go to YouTube and look up 2023 World Cup Rugby, and you will get to see highlights of a lot of different matches being played at a very high level. To, it's no understatement. The United States has not even really been a factor out there. There was a pub owner in Ojai who was English, and his wife was talking about the great New Zealand All Blacks coming over here and playing our national side. And the guy talked, I mean, 
for a lot of international folks, this isn't, you know, United States doesn't even exist. So, so it's, it's still a fledgling sport in our country coming up. But, but my, my point here really was there's a lot of satisfaction in this sort of teamwork that produces a certain result going through this hierarchy. And a lot of businesses and places you'll work are structured exactly the same way. But there's these moments, I think, that we discovered on the playground that I hope you find and that I hope you never, never lose, young people, where there's this explosive joy of just creating. Like we played a, a tournament in Hawaii one time where UCLA rugby, where we were still trying to do kind of an organized, structured thing to get the ball into particular hands. The Islanders, they look like they're just totally freewheeling. Like they'll do blind, no-look passes over their shoulder, and they know their they know their mates. They know they can just toss something up in the air, and somebody's going to be there to get it. And just a pure joy of that. So, all you athletes out there and budding athletes, I hope that you find this joy, and that you never ever lose it. Because once you're not playing that sport, I still hope you carry that joy through your life and your physical body. I hope you're always moving your physical body. Yeah, I've, I've been to a, uh, a few rugby matches in my time. And actually, UCSB, I've had some of the rugby players come out on the show. But what I like is the pregame show. When they all get around and they get in that, like, you know, tribal, like, boom, shakala, whatever it was. And uh, you can see they've, yeah, they, they've, they've carried it over to a lot of the football fields now, too. And they all make it like, wow, where that came from. And I, that that's just been around forever. You know, just yeah, kind of like, you know. Yeah, the first time, the first time at UCLA when we played a side, from, uh, New South Wales over in Australia, and they had Islanders on their team, and they all formed up that circle and they did that haka. Yeah. I got, I got goosebumps. I mean, I hear you. I loved we, it. I like watching. We, yeah, we used we used to just jog down the sidelines, and uh, we and and uh, we used to just jog down the sidelines, stretch a little bit, maybe maybe uh, you know. Um, get in our pregame pee looking like we were stretching. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, these guys are over there with that. You know, yeah, it was great. Yeah, no, it's intimidating. And if you look at the New Zealand national team, there's, there's a woman's team called the Black Ferns. And, and I'll tell you what, they are for real. They are very serious. Look up the Blackburns when you, if you go to YouTube on my suggestion and look at some rugby highlights. Yeah. Alex, have you ever played rugby? No, I haven't. Have you ever seen a rugby game? Been to a rugby game? No. I mean, I've just seen highlights like on SportsCenter, stuff like that, but I've never been to a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. It's different, you know. Uh, for and I, t- it's not like it's not dangerous. But what I liked about it is like, the, and I, I don't know the guy's name, but I used to know the guy's name. But the number one rugby player in the world was a Brit guy. He's he's retiring here soon, but you know he's five ten, one hundred and seventy pounds. That's why I think I like rugby so much. You know, because it's yeah. not you have all different. You're you're numbered, right? Everyone has a number, and it's the size, and it really is. It's all calculated. It's very architectural. You know, right. the way to do it because they have to fit all the pieces in the puzzle, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's really, it's a cool, it's a cool sport. Hey, they, they all laughed about lacrosse coming into Santa Barbara and look what it's done now. Same thing, flag football, they, there'll be a lane for rugby. I mean, there's a lane now, but it's just, um, you know, you just got to, it, it's basically, it's what the media wants to put out. That's all. It's, it's really, yeah. it's a show. It's always, it has been, 
um, I don't know. It's, 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 there's definitely a place for it. I want to provide kids with as many different options as possible because 80% of the kids out there, you know, are going to be under six foot and they're going to be under 200 pounds. So right. I want to find those sports that are good for those kids, you know, because you don't know where a kid's going to end up. So definitely. All right. Good, good chatter. Let's get with Dr. Dale Figtree right after these messages. I hear a song that takes me back and I let go with so much Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hey, we got Dr. Dale up next. We only have a couple of minutes, um, but she's going to do a nice segment for us next week because uh, of time constraints. But I want to do, I want to thank uh, thank everybody real quick first. Um, Eternity Ready Radio, uh, Jeremiah Ferris, thank you so much. I want to thank uh, all of the new listeners in Walnut Creek, Seattle, uh, Every week we've got a boatload of people tuning in from Frankfurt. And then now we've got Crowley this week. But um, again, I want to send my love and respect to Dr. Dale because I've known you for a lot of years right now. And you introduced me to a lot of the people that have been so important in my life. And I want to thank you. Um, you did. I, I want to talk for this next couple of minutes. You did write a new book on dreams. And I think that's so important because I had a conversation with one of my friends and their daughter was in the house and she was talking about her dream. And I'm like, oh. Stop right here. All right, Dr. Dale, your latest book. We got a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's called The Gifting of Dreams. And um, it's it's really a combination of my healing path and how dreams have um, been a part of that. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't remember their dreams. So this book is not for everybody. But people that do remember their dreams and have interest in it, um, it's a little bit of it's a story, but it's also kind of a guideline to help to access more information. Um, let me give you an example of, um, well, we only have two minutes. I don't, don't really have yeah. time, but it's, it's, if, 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 it's, if dreams attract you, then it could be valuable. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I remember my dreams and I love it when I talk to people that I haven't reached out to in a few months, years even, because I just get this hit to like reach out to somebody and I don't even care. I just start dialing the number and that person immediately says, Erica. And, and the first thing they say is I was just thinking about you. I had a dream about you. It was just so bizarre. And I said, you know, I'm the same thing. I had this real intense thing of reach out to this person. I just did it with Flo and I just, and we're having lunch uh, on Sunday because of that. She was, I had a dream about you. I don't know where we were, but we were together. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, t I feel like dreams are come from a greater depth. You know, we can't carry all our stuff. It's just too much. We'd be overwhelmed. So we deal with what we need to, to survive and, you know, the basics. But under the surface, the unconscious is just the whole world of all of our impressions and everything that's ever happened to us. And even yeah. things that may happen to us. I mean, it's a combination. And so 
it kind of gifts us, it comes up into our consciousness, certain things that might be valuable to know. Most people don't pay attention to them, but I tell people, if you write down your dream and then a month later read it, you may be surprised because you may see connections that you didn't see right away. I think it's important to journal them. I think that's great. I haven't been doing that, but I'm going to every morning. I'm going to try to think back on it because for all those hours, you don't even know where you go. You know, what is dreams? I mean, are we leaving? Are we staying? I mean, it's a whole science. It's awesome. We thank you. It's amazing. Yeah. Don, you have something to say for like, we got two. Oh, Don, I'm going to have to wait for you. You know why? Because Heather's waving at me. Okay. And she's got a great guest. We're going to get to all of it right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hey, everyone. It is Heather Bond, founder of Trekking Ambassadors, and I am so excited for my guest today. Now, uh, this topic to me is I consider it a hot topic just throughout my sports career, uh, being a nutritionist and um, just a lover of food. So um, today's topic is, uh, my guest actually, first off, is Ivan Pelly, and he is the founder and creator of the Ivan Bar. So um, I just actually, before we dive in, Ivan, I wanted to give kind of everyone a little history because it's kind of fascinating. So um, I bet a lot of people didn't know in the 1960s, Pillsbury, of all things, Pillsbury came out with a space food stick. Now, this thing actually hit shelves. They brought it out as the first energy bar. Now, that didn't last too long because it wasn't that. the... Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. It was the whole thing, eating space food. I know. I know. So, it, it didn't last long. And by the 1970s, that was off the shelf. So then we get to about the mid-1980s, and we have a new and improved. However, this was called the Power Bar. And let me tell you, as an athlete, especially growing up in the 80s also, um, uh, I ate my share of uh, Power Bars, and they were not my cup of tea. They were corn syrup and maltodextrin. There was nothing nutritional about them. So here we come into this new age. We want real food. We want real food. And this is what Ivan wanted also. So Ivan, I want to ask you. So I heard in 2015, you bought your last grocery store nutritional energy bar. And, um, and I, I want to hear a little bit about the story. Tell me, tell me how. It came to fruition, the Ivan Bar. 
Um, yeah, thanks. Well, first of all, it's great to be here and great to meet slash see you guys uh, and your smiling faces. This is wonderful. Yeah, so I, um, I'm i a vegetarian and I'm also an engineer and, uh, and I have uh, kind of blood sugar issues, which is pretty common. A lot of people have that. And I um, tore through a box of some Trader Joe's this or that bar one day and I was just super hungry and kind of got the shakes as you, you know, that happens to a lot of people. Um, who have blood sugar issues. And I thought, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to make something for myself. So I did. Um, I spent, I don't know, maybe six months to a year kind of coming up with a formula that I liked for me. And I ate it and it did me a lot of good. And I shared it with my family and they really liked it. And uh, my kids played baseball at the time. So they'd take them to baseball games and the bars would get out there to other kids and other kids' parents. And then I got questions like, could you make me some or could I get the recipe or can I buy them somewhere? And uh, so that was kind of a light bulb moment for me that I had come up with this thing that really took care of people. It's, so there's a lot of love went into it and it kind of propagates that as it finds its way in the community. So um, that was kind of the seeds of the whole thing. Awesome. Well, nice. so, uh, and I'm just going to say, and I'm sure Dominique could probably say this too, as well as Erica, but I, uh, you know, being the athlete and the uh, uh, um, foodie and nutritionist, I, I seriously, I have created so many different types of bars that didn't turn into bars, but they were good and they crumbled apart. And I thought through the years, I want to make this. I want to put it out on the market. So how did you actually go about doing that? Because you did it. You did it. Yeah, it's um, kind of a, just a lot of happy accidents along the way. You're right. It's hard to get things to stick together. So there's some science that goes into that. A lot of Googling, a lot of failure and trial and error. Um, once I had something that I thought worked and I kind of road tested it for a while with friends and family, um, I found a place that would make it at scale for me. And we made our first test batch. And that was probably the most uh, nerve wracking day of my life, other than when my kids were born, because I had 5000 bars that I figured I'm doing the math in my head. Am I going to have to eat these myself? Uh, <laughs> turns out I didn't. Uh, so um, they've been really well received in the community. Um, we donate to a lot of events. We sell them all over the country and we ship them around the world. So. It went from a tiny thing in my kitchen to, a, you know, medium sized thing now with with uh, dreams of uh, uh, big success on the horizon. Well, so exciting. And, yeah. So is, is, it, it, gluten, is it gluten free? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you have a version that's yeah. gluten free? Yeah. Yes. It, it, uh, oh, okay. Gluten-free, it's soy-free, it's dairy-free. Um, it is not short on calories. I'll be upfront with you about that, but it's kind of carved a niche for uh, athletes. So um, Heather can vouch for that. She's used them um, around the world. We sponsored a rowing team this summer who broke a world record rowing from California to Hawaii in about 32 wow. days. They had bars on board. So yeah. the favorite with extreme. Nice. And and, yeah. Well, I was I, just going to... I. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to add my daughter who likes to do weightlifting every now and then complained that when she doesn't have enough calories, she can't do her weightlifting. So it's actually yep. very important for our athletes to have good calories. Yeah. Yes. And that I was just going to talk on that, too, because in, and there there are there's the bigger versions and there's also a smaller like a, there's like a 2.5 ounce, I believe, Ivan, remind me, in a 1.4 ounce. There's yeah, that's exactly the right. We little travel ones. Yep, exactly. 2.5 and 1.4. Nice. Okay. And, and I'm going to say I've utilized both. Now, when I'm out on my big, long treks, the big bars, 
are definitely what I want and what I need. And they're perfect. I mean, these things are filled with chia seeds and pumpkin seeds and flax seeds, pea protein, pink, all the things that I eat at home, all the things that I try just, just shove together. Um, and I think there's four different flavors. Um, and yep. they're just, they're wonderful. I can't even pick a favorite. Uh, Ivan, do you have a favorite? You know, it's kind of like picking your favorite kid. So don't tell the other bars. But really <laughs> you, yeah, you got to rate them. Every week it's different. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. I, my favorite bar is the one that's with me. Well, well, these ones, um, I'll tell you what, there's a chocolate, there's a peanut butter, there's a coconut almond macadamia, and then there's just the macadamia. And I, I tend to lean towards the chocolate most. But that's, it just depends on my mood too. It really depends on what I want because they're both, they're all so satisfying. Well, you, you, know? you had me at, you had me at chocolate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? And Ivan, I'm going to, I'm going to commend you on this part too, because not only are these my favorite, you know, nutritional bar in the whole, did it ever, ever is even, I've eaten probably not everyone because a lot of them are so gross and disgusting. I, I wouldn't <laughs> put them in my mouth, but the ones that I've chosen through the years, I stopped, I stopped bars. I mean, yeah. a client of mine told me about these, um, what, like two years ago. And that's really when I tried them, I looked at them. I was like, Oh my gosh, these are the best. And, but what I wanted to say, Ivan is, how you did it with the chocolate is the best because honestly, they don't really, truly, truly melt like other ones. Yeah, nice. they're pretty. They're pretty heat proof, and uh, we use um, Santa Barbara Chocolate Company, so we're local and we we shop local. So we are friends with Santa Barbara Chocolate. It's organic, seventy percent dark chocolate. It couldn't get be any better for you as far as chocolate goes. Nice. nice. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. We gotta have to go get some. Yep, yep, yep. I know. So I have, you know, I'm. I stopped eating the bars. We start making our own, like the same thing. So I'm. I'm a big. I like to mess around, like you do, Heather, and I'll make my own little oat bars, and I've always done that. But I stopped with the balance bar, and I like those balance bar. My kids were raised on those balance bars, but I don't. That, I don't. Are they still around? Well, know. you know what it is. If you look on the on the ingredients, and if you can't read all the ingredients. You start to wonder maybe your stomach can't read all the ingredients either. <laughs> True. Absolutely. So, so so that actually leads me to what I was going to ask Ivan is how he actually really came up with choosing the ingredients. Yeah, well, I um, I did a bit of research. Well, more than a bit, but I, I really wanted things in there that like, were not fillers that were all good for you in some way. So there's fiber, there's protein, there's good fats, there's a lot of micronutrients on our website. We have a whole list of zinc and manganese and folate and just uh, dozens of other things that are in there that are um, that are really good for you. Um, in fact, I even had a conversation with a food scientist one day, and he said, well, I'll send you a list of fillers if you want. And I said, you can keep it. I, that's not our what we're doing. So uh, it's, yeah. as you said, it's like not only can you read them, but they're things that you would eat individually. You'd eat pumpkin yeah. seeds, chia seeds, yeah. you'd eat, you know, and so on. Yeah, Absolutely. So we've got a little bit of time left, just a little bit, but I want to ask you this question. This has been the burning question. Have you ever thought about doing a green bar? Uh, green, interesting, like like spinach green, like greens green? 
like chlorella or spirulina or something like that? Well, interesting you should ask. I'm actually working with a guy who's very um, educated and into um, micronutrients and high-end supplements. So we might be working on a bar to be released at some point in the future that has all the things you mentioned and a whole lot more besides. So it's possible. Nice. Oh. Add in some mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are in right now. Yeah. Totally. We, we do lion's mane every morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all good stuff. So, Ivan, I know your bars are in many places and they can go to what's the best thing to go to online for you? Yeah. To get so, your bars. Yeah, our website is it's the same name as the bar. It's www.ivan.bar. So don't put a .com on there because it's not that. So it's <laughs> a bar. Okay. And I'm going to pick up a discount code on the fly here. I'm going to call it uh, Teen Sports 23. So T-E-E-N Sports with an S on the end, 23. And that will be a discount code for anybody that hears this and wants to try it at our website. Wow, I'll post that. That's awesome. We so appreciate you. I'd love oh. to have you back, please. We would love to, yeah. yeah, we could get deeper into the nutritional values as the, you know, and I, I just such such a great story. And like I had mentioned to you during the break, please hook up with Heather. I'd like to pr- uh, promote you back uh, yeah. with free um, commercials. And we'll, we'll air that. And that'll be aired four times on AM, four times on uh, FM. We, we just, we want to support people like yourself, Ivan, in this community. That's your pillar. And I appreciate you. And thank you for all the help with Heather. And uh, you're one of a kind. Thank you. Heather, we got to go. Okay, <laughs> you got to go. Go get your, go get get your, your Ivan, Ivan bar. I'm going to go get my Ivan bar. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ivan, Dominique, yep. Erica. We'll see you next time, okay? Thank, thank you, guys. You. Bye. Okay. See you next Bye, week. Bye, guys. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. Mine's up.